everyone. We are your hosts, Brandon and Marie. And you are listening to the Suburban Swingers Podcast. We will be telling our story of how we became a part of this often misunderstood lifestyle of ethical non-monogamy. Whether you are a seasoned swinger, a curious newbie, or simply someone with an open mind who likes to hear a good story, we hope to provide some funny, some sexy, and always entertaining content for everyone. We are just telling our own story, our own way, as we experienced it. For us, this lifestyle is about exploring and redefining the traditional views of relationships. We embrace the connections that we make with like-minded individuals and couples, while maintaining communication, trust, and respect for all involved. We are not medical or therapeutic professionals regarding sex, sexual health, or relationships, and our podcast should be listened to by mature audiences only. So, whether you're here for the juicy stories or just to satisfy your curiosity, we are here to give you the inside scoop of a couple living a life of non-monogamy. Welcome Welcome to to Suburban Suburban Swingers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode two of Suburban Swingers. This is our hotel takeover episode. Hi everyone, my name is Marie. This is Brandon. And we are here to tell you about the really fun event that we participated in over this past weekend. It was a Halloween-themed hotel takeover. And I think as we mentioned on our first episode, uh, this is something on our bucket list that we were able to kind of cross off. So we're looking forward to kind of telling that story. So Brandon, will you tell everyone what is a hotel takeover? Yeah, a hotel takeover would be a group takes over, you know, a, a particular hotel. <laughs> that sounds really redundant. Uh, but, you know, there's uh, the entire thing is just kind of shut down for the party. And, you know, that's only lifestyle folks there. And, um, you know, there was a gigantic atrium with a pool dance area. It was it was really cool. Big event. Um, yeah, that was my understanding of it. Yeah, I wonder if they like have to buy out the whole hotel first and then we just book rooms from them. I, I think that's how that works oh, okay. from like their perspective. I'm sure like people who host these types of parties, they you know they're in it to make a couple of dollars. Right. So there's, it behooves them to book a hotel for, you know, two nights versus one to sell out, you know, full occupancy for the entire weekend for that hotel. Sure. Guarantee so this particular takeover was a two day event. We only participated on Saturday because we couldn't get a sitter for Friday the town was about an hour away from where we live. So we just kind of booked the room and luckily we were able to get my mom to come drive five hours to come and watch our kids so that we could do this crazy hotel takeover thing. And by book the room, she means we got placed at an overflow hotel (laughs) 0.73 miles away from the host hotel. Yeah. Once your mom agreed to, uh, to do that. And I, we booked it and did our thing to get our membership and stuff. I was like, it's fucking real. We're, we're, doing we're actually doing this. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I said, the uh, takeover was two nights, Friday and Saturday. We're only able to go on, on, um, on Saturday. The drive was about an hour from where we live to the event. And we took that time to just kind of go over some rules, some boundaries, what we thought 
we might need to discuss before we got there and things got overwhelming. What were some of the things that we talked about? Yeah, I think, I think we kind of expected it to be a little overwhelming, but also we, I feel like you and me at this point are like pretty go with the go with the flow people where, you know, as long as each of us are informed, I feel like, and there's like mutual understanding of what's happening or like, you know, there's mutual understanding of safety being involved and knowing you're not going to get murdered or whatever. I feel like, <laughs> um, our boundaries were like, Hey, involve one another communication open at all times, checking in with each other. Um, and I felt like we almost went into that thought with like, we're going to separate from each other sometime yeah, during this yeah. entire process. And that really never happened. Yeah. I think we wanted to make sure that we didn't stifle ourselves to whatever opportunities may have come in front of us. <laughs> I think we're getting to the point in the lifestyle where we maybe have an understanding or not an understanding or just like the idea that like, yeah, this is really hard to find like a four-way connection between people and, you know, like somebody venturing off on their own might alleviate some of the obstacles that come in into play, you know, during those situations. And I feel yeah. like we kind of acknowledge that on the drive down. Mm-hmm. Talked about, you know, how we would be okay with potential solo play if that's something that occurred. And, you know, we'll talk about that in another episode about how we kind of came to that and our experience with the solo play world, but yeah, let's, so getting back to the hotel, when we got to the town it was in, we arrived, we didn't go to our hotel first. We went to the hotel that the takeover was happening at, despite Brandon's desire to go to our hotel and take a fucking nap first. I was like, uh, no, we need to get to the place, get involved, I already have FOMO because people have been here for a day already. And so I'm very glad that we decided to do that. Did I golf 18 holes earlier that morning? (laughs) Yeah, I did. And I did. (laughs) I wanted a nap so bad. But then, you know, like, I don't know, looking at you is like looking at a little puppy dog. (laughs) It is not. I mean, kind of like in that that case, I don't even think it was a puppy dog in that case. I think you're more of like a Rottweiler where you were just like... (laughs) Whatever idea that you had in your head, whatever a little itinerary you were putting together in your in your brain, no, I have one, and this is the one we're going to follow and uh, act accordingly. Well, that's what you just talked about is communication. You didn't communicate what your you know thought was that you had in your head, and so when we talked about it, you were like, "Yeah, I had a different idea of what we we're going to do," and I said, "That's wrong. That's a wrong idea." I was just happy to golf that day. <laughs> We had a lot more fun later in the evening too. So great day, full day, full Full day. day. We got to the hotel. It was really kind of cool. So we walked in and there was a check-in table in the lobby and it was like the event check-in, not the hotel check-in that the front desk was there, but like it was a separate table where we check in for the event. And there were these black curtains that were kind of like dividing the lobby to the rest of the hotel. So it made it very secretive and like, What are we getting ourselves into? Yeah, some eyes wide shut shit, you know? (laughs) We waited there for someone, a tour guide to come and grab us. We had, there was a couple other couples that were kind of in the lobby with us and they did the tour with us. Yeah. 
maybe describe the hotel a little bit. I feel like, you know, I don't want to give people the assumption that we're staying at like, you know, uh, you know, an incredibly, you know, a five-star property, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone's under the impression that a swinger event is happening at, I I think people should know that like typically like swinger events, they're not going to be at like, I don't know, in a mainstream hotel downtown, unless it's like a naughty and Nolens type of event or something. But I mean, if you think about like what the activities that are happening and when you're buying out an entire hotel for an event like this, we'll get to this later, but like one of the rules was like no squirting. I mean, like you just have to think about the care that you put into the hotel that you run and what kind of riffraff you're going to allow to take over the entire thing. And you, they allowed a 600-person Halloween lifestyle party. So not the nicest so, hotel, not the worst hotel. It's, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get into the condition of the place a little bit more. But it was a totally serviceable, three out of five star kind of place. Right. So as we're, we're waiting for the tour guide to come and take us around, and I wasn't sure what they meant by that. They meant... They, they said we had to wait and they were going to give us a tour of the place. And I was like, it's a hotel. Like, what do you like? What do you need to show us? And I think there were a lot of really lifestyle specific things, like general shared areas that they wanted to show us. So that was the first thing that we did was we went through the black curtains over to like the bar area. And they kind of went through a lot of the rules of what an event like this entails. One of the things I was really impressed with was their hammering of consent every single thing we talked about they talked about you need consent you need consent to touch you need consent to to kiss you need consent to hug like and it was they were very serious about it and i was really impressed and felt you know safe by that they took shit seriously in that regard and also in regard to like just safety in general the security there was like a just like a an ever-present security team you know kind of wandering at all times ready just in case anything happened nothing ever did you know but like you know that's obviously a priority for the people that hosted is safety right and if it did if if something crazy did happen we had no idea so they took care of it in a really discreet and you know professional way sure yeah no idea if anything happened right so we got to the they went over the rules did they take us to the pool first or they take us to the vip room first I think they took us to the pool first and like you have to, I think they kind of ended in the VIP room. Okay. Yeah. So we went to the pool first and <laughs> just really quickly, our, our, I don't mean to interrupt, but our tour guide was just like, had the most awesome Southern accent and uh, was just kind of hilarious yeah. as well. It was like a, it was a good welcoming face for <laughs> the event. Yeah. And I, in my ever present ADHD state kept looking around at things and not paying attention to what he was saying. Like, over here. He's like, squirrel, squirrel over here. <laughs> um, in the pool, it was really cool because as soon as you walked in, you could see the pools, the pool area was open and there was a cash bar on like the far side of the pool from yeah. where you walked in. And then there was a little deck above the pool and that was where the main dance floor was later in the evening. And there was still music playing there and stuff. So All it was, day. All day long, yeah. It was pretty cool. And then as we walked in, we got to see, you know, just people kind of hanging out in the pool and just having a great time. It was, I didn't see many, like, insane things happening during the day at the pool area. In reference to the tour time, no. Like, there was just seemed like a lot of people hanging out, music playing, everybody kind of just like... I don't know. I'm like preparing for the fucking <laughs> letting the tension build ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is the calm before the storm, as they say. 
Right. So that he kind of showed us where the com- the community bathrooms were. Um, well, locker, like the locker rooms, rooms kinda, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we didn't stay on site, so we didn't have a place to change. So we did that. And then they, once he kind of showed us the pool area, then we walked over to where the VIP room was. You have to remember that this is in a hotel. So the VIP room was in a conference room and like they, a, a large conference, room. a large conference could room could probably hold a nice 50 person, uh, you know, meeting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there were more than 50 people in there at the time we ended up walking in later, but yeah, absolutely different purposes. Anyway, they had all these little tents set up with black mesh over them and each little tent was kind of a different not theme, but a different activity could be happening in there with various people. And the tent is something you would like see at like a tailgate or something like that. You know, like one of those like, you know, um overhangs. I don't know how to expire, describe it like a yeah. like a shady. It was almost area. like a mosquito net kind of thing. Yeah, but then with the mosquito net kind of around it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you could kind of see through, but there were there was the option to close the curtain should you choose to do that. No. I think one of the rules in the VIP room was you can, there was one space where it was like a general play space. You can't close the door on that one. That one's just like a plane. Anyone can go in there and just plop down and get nasty. Yeah. And then there was. Specifically plop. <laughs> and there were some other spaces too, where there was like one that had like a swing, one that had like a little spanking bench, the St. Andrew's cross, which you keep mentioning. I think you were a little intrigued by that one. Yeah, it's just a it's a crazy thing to see for the first time. You know, even when even during the tour when we weren't using it or nobody was using it or anything like that, it was just like, oh, the fuck is that thing? <laughs> What's that going to be used for later? I guess we'll find out. Right, and there was a whole section of ladies only where it was just only ladies allowed in that space. We'll, we'll revisit that space later in this episode. <laughs> then we. Oh, and then he talked about there was a whole row behind all of the tents. I just had chairs lined up against the wall in the back. And he's like, yep, this is Blowjob Alley. But like in a Southern accent. <laughs> I can't do it. Y'all, this is Blowjob Alley over here. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> that was really bad. So Blowjob Alley, you can sit and expect to get one. Or you can sit and watch someone else getting one. Or if you're a lady that... Uh, likes that sort of thing, you could go and just give one. So we didn't really participate in Blood Eye Valley that much. There was too much going on. Definitely saw it on our walkthrough later in the day, but during the tour, everything was just kind of liberated G at the time, you know, yeah. just as everybody was walking around, everybody around us were getting separate tours and yeah. Yep. Lights were on. They showed where like where all the condoms were, the lube and all that stuff. They just kind of showed where all the community stuff of that is and so what was your first impression after we got the tour? So that's pretty much the end of the tour. So we yeah. got done with the tour. What, what's like your first impression as we start the day? Yeah. The first impression was, wow, we are at a private hotel takeover with hundreds of other people in the lifestyle. And, uh, you know, just the feeling that things were going to get crazy later in the day, you know? Yeah. And I think we talked about this already. We're probably going to talk about it again. For me, it's very comforting to be in an environment where you can be yourself completely. And I think when you're around other people who are like-minded, also participating in the lifestyle, you don't feel like 
there's anything you have to hide or, you know, put to the side for a second. Like you can just be fully yourself. And that's something I really enjoy about the lifestyle. Yeah. It's a great environment to be in with people who are so accepting and inclusive and, you know, just really a bunch of fun motherfuckers. People (laughs) want to have a good time. We had the opportunity to connect with a few people, but we, there were people there that we had already kind of talked to on the lifestyle app. We had talked to a few couples there that we didn't, you know, we hadn't hooked up with anyone who was at the party or anything, but we had a few people that we had made connections with already, just hadn't met in person. And we did see them there. And it was kind of cool to just put a, a face to the profile name and scratched out faces. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, one of the, uh, t- small takeaways that I, you know, have from the event is that I think people look better in person. <laughs> I totally agree. Pictures on uh, dating sites for people in the lifestyle. <laughs> I, I totally agree. This one, per- this one couple in particular that we talked to on Kick for a while. I think in person, I was just like, Jesus, he's really <laughs> fucking good looking. <laughs> and not that she, I mean, she was beautiful, gorgeous. Both of them were just. I think you and I are very humble in that way. And we're like, yeah, they're too good looking for us. <laughs> so like, yeah, hope it's you nice. like our humility. And then maybe that leads you in our direction someday. <laughs> <laughs> but I think at the time we we're just kind of like, yeah, yes, let's continue to talk, but we know, I'm not we know our lane. <laughs> yeah, we know our lane. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Between the guardrails, huh? <laughs> Another couple that we ran into were our neighbors who we knew were going to be there. And they knew they're in the, we knew that they are in the lifestyle and these are not the neighbors that live directly next to us who are also <laughs> in the lifestyle, but they live around the corner from us. And it was just their first event too. So it was kind of nice to also have that connection of, oh, I know you, you're a familiar face. Let's chill by the pool together and just kind of, like you mentioned before, break the ice a little bit. Yeah, I think I think it honestly felt nice for them to have us there as well. You know, like, yeah, it kind of went both ways. And I think they're both self proclaimed introverts and Mm -hmm. you know, it was, it was kind of good to see them out of their shells a little bit. And obviously they're more than happy to have a good time. Yeah, for sure. Amongst a group of a lot of, you know, amongst a giant group. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So after we did the tour, got acclimated, you and I kind of played in the pool for a little bit. When we got to the pool, there was like this giant twerking contest happening. Oh, so cool. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cool. as like a, as a grown man to like be in a, like almost like a college spring break type of environment. Yeah, right. But instead of, you know, I don't know. It's just like hot people in the lifestyle. Just that one girl with a gigantic tattoo on her ass. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. There were some incredible bodies shaking their things. And I was just like, I'm, I'm so happy I'm here. <laughs> I got nothing in the back. A twerking contest is not for me. You want to give me a titty t- shaking contest? Like, I got it. I could win. We might have, Let's yeah, do we'll it. throw you out there for that. For I got sure. it. <laughs> but twerking is not my jam. But <laughs> it was really cool to kind of see that. And they also had a contest where you had to like mimic your partner's sex noises. Yep. In like a position in a sexual position. And that was just kind of funny to watch. I think the couple of one that the guy was like, you know, impersonating his wife and he was just you know impersonating her. And he goes, Oh, I wish you felt like that guy from Jamaica or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Everybody started dying. And- but everyone else was like, you know, trying like being sexual and making sexual oh, noises. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. 
Anyway, I don't think it sounded like that. No, no, no. They were way, way better. I think we had the opportunity, like, as we were, like, settling into, you know, after the tour and understanding that, you know, hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to, we're not going back to the hotel room until we're getting ready for the Halloween party. Um, we, you know, had the opportunity to have conversations with people, you know, in various stages of the lifestyle and, you know, various stages of their journeys, whether they're just starting. We met a lot of people who were just starting off, you know, a lot of first timers. This is their first hotel event, just like us. And I feel like that a big, you know, felt really comforting, you know, mm-hmm. to have to know that like, hey, there's that many newbies here. You know, we're not the only ones cutting our teeth um, in this, you know, jungle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, too, that we met are n- fairly new to the lifestyle. That was a surprise to me too. I thought there would be more kind of like veterans there, but a lot of people were very new and much more open, I think, than I and I anticipated. The the hotel room doors, like those rules were something I wasn't prepared for either. Yeah, I think it's important to note that like in the pool area and the dance floor, it's a, there's also like this component of the hotel where, you know, there was like a tower that, you know, was basically, you could see all the windows to all the, to the rooms were facing towards the pool area and the dance floor. And so there was like, you know, at one, in one area, like six or seven stories, you know, straight up of people's rooms and, you know, by the pool area was a couple of floors. So it was kind of like this really, you know, like we talked a little bit of shit earlier about the hotel or whatever, but like, it was a really cool setup for an event like that. Mm-hmm. And they had people just went crazy. There were people decorating their rooms and pineapples and lights and Halloween decorations and, swings and booty call cards booty call cards i forgot about those (laughs) booty call cards where you can like put your information on a card like write it down with a pen and give it to someone who you didn't get a chance to hook up with but maybe you're interested in that was kind of uh funny i took a couple of those (laughs) didn't dole anyone out but i did uh take a few yeah crazy decorations like people with like you know potlucks and stuff like you know slow cookers out in front of their room and shit yeah it was uh It was cool to see the level that people take it to. Yeah. And when they gave us the tour, they told us if the door is propped open, that means that you can just go in, you know, and I don't know that every single hotel takeover is like this, but these were the rules that they gave us at this particular event. So door open means you can come in, you're welcome to enter and talk and whatever's happening in that room, you can involve yourself in as long as you ask for consent. And then they had like, if the door is ajar, just knock before you come in. If the window is open, you're welcome to sit and watch as much as you want to. And then, you know, doors closed, windows closed, you know, they want privacy. I think outside of watching, we took zero advantage of that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Watching was something I was not prepared to like as much as I did, which we can, we'll talk about that when we get to that, (laughs) that point in the story. But I was very intrigued by that. So after the pool, we wanted to get something to eat because we were like, oh, we need to, We've been drinking a little bit. It's time to fill our bellies with something more substantial. So there's a restaurant on site and we're like, I'm not going to spend a bunch of money on this hotel on site. So we went to Jersey Mike's instead. Shout out Jersey Mike's if you want to sponsor the show. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but that place is awesome. I don't care. It was, you know, like once again, just like a drunk college food experience Mm -hmm. as far as, yeah, needing to get some sustenance that definitely hit the spot and set us right for the rest of the night. That damn chocolate chip cookie was so good. 
so fucking good. I don't understand How what do they're they do doing it? to that fucking <laughs> thing. And they probably just get it from like GFS or some shit, you know? Like, <laughs> probably. I, we don't know. I, I got to find out though. I don't need to know. I don't want to know. I want to know. Okay. Well, don't tell me. Sandwich is good. Cookie's good. Yep. Food in our bellies, full stomachs. Yep. So after that, we went to our hotel and, <laughs> Finally check, checked, and in. checked in at like 6 p.m. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm so tired by this point. I know. Well, and then we had like, right before we left the first hotel, we sat in the hot tub for a little bit and it was just like cozy and warm. And we we're like, now we have to get out and go eat food and do things. Make moves. Yeah. Ugh. So after we checked in at the hotel, it was a, you know, like we said, it was a Halloween takeover. So we got ready, got dressed. We dressed as Fred and Wilma Flintstone. We were the only ones who dressed as the actual couple of the Flintstones. Like everyone else had like, you know, Wilma and Barney or Fred and Betty. So, I mean, I'm not, there were probably four other couples that were dressed like as the Flintstones, I think. And uh, we were the only ones who were the actual couple. But I think our family, like my mom was like, oh, let's send pictures of the Halloween party. <laughs> and I'm not about to send her a picture of me dressed as Betty Rubble and you dress as Fred Flintstone. And how do I explain that? We did, I mean, you can't take pictures there anyway. So the only pictures you can take are in your in your hotel room. That was one of the rules that you couldn't take pictures anywhere else. Right. I think, you know, like everybody incredibly respectful of that. Agree. Totally awesome agree. to see. Awesome to see. Yep. So we got back to the hotel takeover after we prepared ourselves, got dressed, Brandon took a shower. I got put on my little falsies, a little bit of lipstick, and we were good to go. Little lingerie. Oh, yeah. I had lingerie Lange, underneath. Lingerie. And lingerie underneath my costume. It was so sexy. And I ended up just wearing that at, white. One, at the end of the night, but that was fun. Fucking sexy. Looking at the, I think we started the night by just kind of doing a little, little loop, seeing what's going on. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Kind of just shock and awe. And if all the people that we saw that we got to know in the pool area, we didn't recognize them because they're now everyone's wearing a costume. And so now we don't know who anybody is, which was kind of fun. But we also had the opportunity to get a little uh, photographer there. And so she just kind of had a backdrop and took some pictures. We could, you know, donate 40 bucks and get our pictures taken, which was kind of cool. After we got our photos taken, we got a chance to walk around just a little bit more. And when we did that, we were watching some of the things that were happening in the hotel rooms. And one of the things that I've thought about repeatedly over the last week that we've you know, since we've been there is there was a woman that was like kind of bent over almost like doggy style on the, on the bed. And her partner was like, had a little like leather flogger and just kept like lightly, like slapping her ass with it. And I was just like, uh, I was like drooling over that. Yeah. The whole situation, the, uh, you know, the voyeurism, the exhibitionism on their part of the, she had a really sexy piece of lingerie on, great ass. You mm-hmm. know, it was like, and he seemed like he was in complete control. Oh, yeah. Really he kept, sexy. like, making eye contact with me, I think, because he saw that I was, like, really enjoying it. And then he would, like, spank her ass and then look at me, and I would just be, like, <laughs> melting. <laughs> Imagine how many how many people he's done that to, like, oh where that eye contact is going to pull them in. And <laughs> you're going to be on that bed next. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so another thing that we witnessed that I think it's 
it's awkward to talk about, I think, with some people. And I'm going to kind of let you guide this conversation because it's a thing that happens to men. But we saw a quad group. Um, it looked like two couples. And it seemed as though the two males of the couples were having a tough time rising to the occasion. Yeah, I think uh, we had gotten to the dance floor for a little bit. And I don't think we stopped consuming or sipping on something that entire time. And, you know, by then alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. So by then, you know, having a good time, I'm dancing. I look over to my left and I see probably four of the best looking people. Most. Yeah. There there were just like four beautiful people Mm -hmm. uh, in that room, you know, like, like, oh my gosh, they're about to do some really sexy shit. Watch them all get naked. And then we would like look away for a few minutes and then, um, you know, go dance for a song, go back and like, Hey, what's going on in that room? And then it's like, Oh, kind of the same thing. And then <laughs> another mm-hmm. song, go back. Oh, I w- w- definitely failure to launch mm-hmm. issues amongst the four of them, you know, at least the two men. And yeah, that's, was like, I don't know, like in a way it was like comforting to see someone go through that just like I have, you know, in different mm-hmm. uh, occasions. And the, on the other side of it was like, yeah, comforting on one end and the other end it was just like, darn it. I was like sad for those people. Yeah, <laughs> I just right. like wanted them to like get hard and fuck in front <laughs> of me so that I could have watched it for my own <laughs> viewing pleasures right. as I think they intended. Yeah. You yeah. know, um, but, you know, the bright lights shine and it's really, it's tough. It's, yeah. it's a tough situation for guys. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, in some of the experiences that we've had, I think there's a misconception that only happens to older gentlemen, which is certainly not the case. I think it happens when, you know, what, we, what you and I have talked about before, where it's like, you know, men get into their own heads and they start reeling and just the cyclical thinking of, I really want to get hard, but I can't get hard. And I'm embarrassed. I can't get hard, but why can't I get hard? And I really want to get hard. And it just keeps going and going and going. And then, you know, for that person, typically the night is over. Yeah. I I think of like, um, when in in the movie, super bad, when like Jonah, um, Hill gets caught, like drawing the dicks and he's like in the classroom and he's like eating like one of the pieces of paper. (laughs) Like, oh my God, it's fucking <laughs> over. Just, he's just like eating it. Um, that's how I feel like when you can't get it up, you know? <laughs> you're just, you're so fucking embarrassed. The world is crashing in on you. Last resort is like, you're going to eat this paper dick that you just drew up right now. Because <laughs> at least that one's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, I think for men and for my experience and, you know, my own erectile dysfunction, if we want to call it that, right? Like uh, it's, it's a, I think it's, I don't want to say it's prevalent, you know, in the lifestyle, but damn it, it happens. And, you know, I think, um, acknowledging that it does and understanding that like, it's not personal on either side Mm -hmm. of it is the number one message that should get across, you know? For sure. I agree with that. But I think also like, think about all of the factors that go into, in in action, like fucking in front of someone else, fucking someone who's not your spouse, lots of booze, and then not and then for them too, the window was open, and so and literally anyone walking by could stop and watch them try to perform. 
I th- you know, for men, I think sometimes alcohol can be a performance enhancer, you know, like if treated, mm-hmm. you know, like with responsibility, alcohol can also fuck you over. And that's such like, that's riding the lightning there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like such a fine line to walk. I feel like when you're in that kind of setting and yeah, it can e- easily tip either way. We talked to a couple guys where it's like a delicate balance. We're like, okay, if I have two whiskey sours, I'm good. If I have three, it's over. Right, <laughs> you know, right. like it's a very delicate, like this is exactly what I need. But I also think in our experience, excessive drinking is a little bit of a trigger for us, I think, or a little bit of a, like a red flag for us, I think. Yeah. A little bit of a ick. Yeah. You know, maybe where it's yep. like, huh? Right. <laughs> We got to, we got to maintain consent here. What mm-hmm. are we doing? Exactly. And you don't want, you don't want to put yourself in a situation where someone doesn't appear to have all their wits about them. And then I, you know, I don't feel comfortable being with someone who I don't think could make that conscious, smart choice. Right. You know? And so I think you expect somebody to be an adult. How dare you as another adult <laughs> expect someone else to also be an adult? I absolutely do not think that like, I'm not saying like, don't drink. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But we what drink. I am it's saying fun. is just like, you know, keep, keep your shit together. Yeah. Also alcohol, erectile dysfunction, get that totally. And also, I feel like it's also a mental thing as well. Like, For that's sure. the other part of it. That's it's just like, like mental gymnastics mm-hmm. of like looking at your cock and just being like, I want you to be the hardest you've ever been so I could <laughs> fuck this woman that I've never fucked. And she's so hot. She's just ready and willing right in front of me. And you just look like a button. <laughs> it's crazy. It's all, it's an awful thing for men to go through, you know, but like. As with anything, I don't though, mean to laugh, but that's just like a joke that we've made to each other multiple times. Yeah, no worries. I said it. <laughs> I'm glad you laughed. <laughs> if you didn't laugh, that would be like, oh shit, red red flag. Um, so yeah, with those mental gymnastics, I need to acknowledge to all the men listening out there. It happens to all of us. It's happened to me multiple times for different reasons, you know. But a lot of the time, it, it's mentally. You know, yeah. it's mental. So how do you overcome that? Like if you have, if you had words of wisdom to anyone, like what would you say to someone who might be experiencing that? Just keep on trying. Also medication. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's man. I feel like that goes without being said, but I've also have had issues getting up while under, well, you know, taking the pill, you know, and I think it's just mental. Right. Yeah. And the pill fucking helps. Doesn't too, hurt. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hurt. Don't hurt. The situation <laughs> has certainly helped me many a time. Yeah. Yeah. Do the thing that I want to do. After we kind of witnessed that. And once we realized that it wasn't really moving forward much, we moved on and we started dancing a lot with each other. Like we love to dance. We're a great couple to invite to literally any wedding reception ever. Quick backstory, went to a wedding this past April. My buddy got married back in the Chicago area, and uh, we had danced our asses off that night. And uh, at the after party, like in another hotel, one of the uh, bridesmaids, you know, like basically invited us to her wedding. It was just like, hey, can you just be like hype people at my (laughs) wedding? I'm dead serious. This is when we're getting married. Are you guys available? Except she wasn't dead serious because we never got that invite. She was dead serious in that moment in that hotel lobby. <laughs> so 
that's the kind of guests we are. Yeah, for sure. But we had a great time and we bumped into a couple people on the dance floor. There's this one couple who I've been really kind of eyeing him. I've wanted to fuck him for like a year. I met him at Halloween last year <laughs> at a meet and greet event. And I've just been thinking about it for a year. And so he kept, they did tell us on SLS, they're like, hey, we, sometimes we go to this karaoke thing on Wednesdays. We're not really looking for additional play partners at this time. And we're like, hey, cool. Like, just nice to That's meet cool. people. Appreciate yeah. the red light automatically from the get-go. We won't even say hi. It's yeah. So like, we know what the expectation is. <laughs> and so, you know, I walked by them a couple times and just, oh, hey guys. And that, that's it. But as the night progressed, he and I continued to like make eye contact with each other. And I was just like, God damn it. <laughs> Gentlemen, this is the effects of alcohol. I had no idea. I was just in my own shit that entire time. No idea. She's I fucking, you know, another guy multiple times as around the dance floor. It's kind of sexy. Yeah. We also <laughs> happened to run into our daughter's daycare teacher <laughs> who we have bumped into before. And it is awkward every time. Yeah. Hi, miss. <laughs> <laughs> miss M. Yeah. Miss our. Mm-hmm. Ar- kids teacher that's uh yeah never i don't want to say it's like it's awkward it's never not awkward i know i mean we try to like yeah hey let's acknowledge the awkwardness and we're not interested in playing with you but we're gonna acknowledge that we see you can i ask you you know like uh, from your perspective for the event do you feel like we were approached by different couples or people during that time and do you feel like you are prepared to tell somebody like Hey, we're not interested type of thing, or we are really interested, you know, like. I don't think that we were really, we weren't really approached by anyone. I don't think that was outside of us. People that we had already talked to. Okay. But I think in our experience, there's like a gen, there's like a general understanding of if you're not interested, we're just going to we're going to fizzle out. We're going to stop talking to you. But there are a lot of people that so do. Midwest nice. What's that? That's so Midwest nice of us. Yes. <laughs> but I think we're both comfortable in the space of if, if they're not getting the message, thank you so much for your interest. We're not interested in acquiring new play partners at this time. Or thanks for your interest at the, you know, at this time we're not interested I feel Good like luck. that happens online way easier, but than it is yeah. in person. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And there are a couple people that we did talk to that, you know, I, I could tell that if we continued to speak to them, they would have liked for it to progress, but we didn't. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> I feel like anytime that did happen, we were just like, okay, bye. It's over there. (laughs) (laughs) And that can be, I'm sure that can be a little off-putting to some people. Just like people want direct contact, but also like it's fucking awkward and hard to do. Yeah. We're nice people. (laughs) And I don't know how to nicely do that shit yet. (laughs) We're getting there. We're learning. We're newish. So it's hard, but yeah. After we bumped into the daycare teacher, we walked over to the VIP room just because we hadn't been there yet. And the room had like opened for play. Shivers, immediate shivers. <laughs> you talk about that VIP room and it is visceral reaction from the body. It was insane to see some of the shit that was going on in there. 
So t- walk me through your experience. We walk in the in the space, and what was your first initial reaction? Like you talk me through the time in there. Headspace, I'm drunk. Mm-hmm. Headspace, I'm just like buzzing, having a great time, um, but still like kind of this tinge of like I'm overwhelmed. You know, this mm-hmm. tinge of like this is too much. You know, if I so that's like my mentality walking into that room. You walk into that room and there is a hundred people in there. Mm-hmm. You know, like what you what I described as like a fifty person conference room earlier. Is, right. There's a hundred people in there, multiple tents set up, and I think everyone was being utilized mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Someone coming in, someone cleaning, someone using it, whatever the case may be. And I think like we just kind of zombied walked, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, around. Stop. Look at a tent. Uh. Oh. Zombie walk to the next tent. Oh, what's going on there? A oh, blowjob alley. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like I tried to put myself, I thought about this multiple times when I was in the room when I, I just tried to put myself in a situation where like, could I do this right now? Like, could I take you onto one of these contraptions and fuck you if someone had a million dollars on the table? And the answer was no, I probably wouldn't be able to nab that million. It would, <laughs> it would be really hard to fuck in front of all those people. Yeah. Absolutely. But it was still really hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that's much easier for women than it is for men. You know, there's a lot that can – I typically don't have an issue getting excited. But I think there are – I mean, it's not whether you're excited or not. I think it's just, like, chemistry for people. You know, sometimes they – but, like, every room had, like, a thing of lube, a thing of, you know, condoms. And then they had a cleaning mat and a cleaning – Every room had disinfectant, garbage, all that stuff. So every little like tent space had all that stuff. So I think I could probably perform in a space like that, but the first time, no way. You know, like I don't know. I think in the future it could be different. Yeah. I would love for you to fuck me on one of those swings. But that first time was just like deep breaths. Where's the where's the brown paper bag to, you know, breathe into? I love the swing where it was like the woman could like lie down and then her legs were propped up almost like a, like on stirrups, almost like a OBGYN table. Yeah. I really was intrigued by that. There was a woman on the St. Andrew's cross as well, getting like not, not lightly tapped. Yeah. 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 And it was really sexy too. Everything was really sexy Mm -hmm. and dark and kind of mysterious and Yeah. You're just sitting there with your eyes closed right now, envisioning. <laughs> yeah, just like the smell of sex everywhere. We, I remember like kind of on the tail end, like stopping at the the female mattress portion, you know, that was kind of like roped off on its own thing. And there was like legitimately like 60 people just like all standing around that bed watching, you know, three or four or five girls play. Just like all play on each other. Yeah, and it reminded me of like Gladiator, you know. How? It was just like there, you know, like the Coliseum or something. It was just like a crazy, gigantic audience to watch this sport fucking, you know? I'm sure they would probably be um, thrilled to hear that that was how you compared it. It's a great movie. I've never seen it. Oh, man. I know. It's too long and it's too late in your life to just watch it now, but it's a good one. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Russell Crowe. Well, so let's go to your thoughts. Your your headspace walking into the VIP room. I felt really similarly. I felt very overwhelmed, very like I want to do this. I want And there's part of me that like I think a lot of women have this fantasy where I just want someone to take me. 
and just do shit to me. And I think I just want to give a person, I want to give one person like, Hey, you have general consent to do most things. I will communicate with you if it's too much, but just take me and do with me what you will. And I would have loved to have someone do that and just kind of like beat my ass and just like, I think that was part of me watching like the woman, you know, in the hotel room and then watching this too is like, I know how I would feel in that moment. I'm putting myself in that woman's headspace where like, I know that I would want to have more than that happening to me. And I would want someone to like slip me a digit or to like enter me from behind, but like having that tension build and just like getting so like, give me the thing that I want, but you're just going to like smack my ass instead. Ooh. Like we're like, kind of like when we were fucking the other night. Yes. Yeah, for sure. And I yes. see that. I see the appeal of it, of just like that, you know, tantric buildup of mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. And then like finally getting the thing you want. Yes. But also like in the process of still getting multiple things that you wanted as well. Right. Exactly. So yeah, I think for me, that was part of it where watching the people really enjoy themselves and everyone just looked like they were in ecstasy. It was really cool to see all those people just really enjoy being touched. And, you know, even couples watching were like making out and groping each other as they're watching someone else and, it was just it's very hot. Yeah. Having a couple of, we met a few people in there as well. Like, you know, some of the couples that we were talking to and just having some just general conversations and it's kind of funny watching one of those couples like, all right, see so yeah, they're going to, they hop into a tent yep. you know, and try it out. Yep. Cool. So I think, yeah, a feeling of overwhelm, but also envisioning what could happen the next time we do something like this. Yeah. We've got a good, a good idea of what we'd like to potentially think about the next time. Maybe we do something like this. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? knows? (laughs) It depends. But after we left the VIP room, we bumped into our friends, a couple that we had been talking to for a while, texting with them, uh, K and Z. We um, bumped into them and we had been bumping into them all night long and just saying how great they look. Pleasantries. Yes. Hi. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys look so great in your costumes. Oh, no. You guys look great in your costumes. (laughs) Okay. So, like, we bumped into them and then um, we ended up by the pool and I asked him if I could kiss him and he and I made out for a little bit. I have no idea where you were at that time. Probably rip, taking a piss or something. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if you remembered that or not. But No, do not remember that. Thank oh, yeah. you we for were... filling me back in. Yeah. So anyway, he and I were making out by the pool. And then we decided as a quad that they invited us back to their hotel room. Which means there's mutual attraction amongst the four of us. Which is the true unicorn of the lifestyle, we think. The is. ultimate unicorn. Four-way attraction with people. Nobody feels like they're taking one for the team or right. anything like that's a tough it's a tough one to find so it is yeah we but we did it they're very they were very cute yeah yes. are very cute they are yeah so we went back to the hotel room and immediately went with the other spouse two beds perfect situation <laughs> yeah just what we like yeah so we who was the first person to take their clothes off i don't know it was you i'm just letting you know oh was it yeah oh i don't remember 
<laughs> you don't fuck around. <laughs> At that moment, no, I was not ready to fuck around. Right. I was very keyed up. And that, let's like talk about it. like at this point, it's probably one o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we are people who are used to going to bed three or four hours before. 10 o'clock. That. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Just, yeah. Who are we? What, what were we doing that we just wanted to drink it all in <laughs> figuratively and literally? Oh, even before like going back to the room, like let's acknowledge our shot of fireball. After oh, yeah. The VIP. Go, tell that story. Yeah, so after the VIP room, you know, there's kind of like this, you know, big bar separating the lobby and the in the pool area. And so we went to the bar and was, you know, we're chatting up um a female um there who's there on her own, uh, recently, you know, going through stuff in her own personal life or whatever. So was there on their own. Um She was super cute. Yeah, super cute. Um and then, you know, did our shot of fireball and they were like, you're kind of moving on back to the pool area to find K and Z. And, and I started walking, like I was walking way in front of you and I had no idea what was going on behind me. Cause I was just, I was beelining, like I'm ready to fuck now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> as you were using bolting away from <laughs> me, uh, she kind of stopped me and was like, Hey, would you mind if I kissed you right now? And I was like, oh, this consent thing is kind of sexy. <laughs> and then I said, of course. And then we give each other like a, you know, like a long kiss on the lips, mm. you know, nothing crazy with any, no tongue or anything like that, but just like a, mm, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's still really, that's sweet. I like that. Super cute. Yeah. And then, you know, was just like, oh, my wife is gone. I have to go find her. And then <laughs> chased you down. And then I think, you know. Before we ran into Z and K, we ran into the people we did the tour with earlier. Uh, and they were a hoot. They were, they were pretty fun. funny to talk to. Some of these older gentlemen who are just smooth as fuck. Mm-hmm. I like an older guy. Sometimes. Where you're just like, I don't know if you sing in a fucking Molly Crew cover band or if you're <laughs> Crocodile Dundee or what. But like some of these guys got fucking swag. For sure. Others, not so much, but... Some are just like, oh, this guy's got it. And you know how we knew he had it? He goes, hey, you some really nice tits. Can I touch them? And I said, absolutely, you can. (laughs) Please do. And then she's like, oh, yeah, can I too? I'm like, yep. Let her rip. Yeah, that was just another fun little side story from the night. Yay, consent. Yay, consent. And then after that, I believe we found... Uh, K and Z, and they invited us back to the room. Let's get you back into that bed, taking your clothes off. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we split up, fucked around with the other spouse for a while, and then you and I end up finishing together, which I thought was really, really sexy. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, yeah, I got to have some time with K. Really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Fun, super cute, you know, well put together, you know, like happy. Happy to fuck her. <laughs> and then, you know, um, you know, getting to finish with you is just like, yeah, it's the ultimate. It's the I best. think that was, that was part of our exhibitionist thing, too, where we were like, hmm, this other couple is not distracted by each other. They're just watching us fuck each other. And we were both kind of like, oh, this is sexy. Yeah, it was really sexy. Put on a good show for, you know, 90 seconds, I'm sure. And, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Felt like longer. Whatever. We got a standing, In a good way. We got In a, a standing way. ovation. It's fine. A standing ovation? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that part. Did the pleasantries. 
Went back to our it's hotel. It's 1.30 in the fucking morning. Oh, my God. Went back to our hotel. Slept in separate beds. <laughs> Did we? Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> would, we didn't even think about sleeping in the same bed. No. No way. I just, like, took all the clothes off. Didn't even wipe my makeup off, I don't think. No pants on. Just a t-shirt that was probably yours. 100% my t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got woken up the next morning by you entering me. Yeah, that was nice. It was just like, hey... We're in a hotel. Yeah, in a hotel. No kids. Just had a came on coming off a hot night. It was mm-hmm. yeah. And then we had really hot sex that morning. We did. And then we got our Starbucks on the way home and just kind of talked and debriefed and like, hey, what'd you like? What didn't you like? Was there anything? And I don't think there was anything really that we were like, man, I didn't like that. No, Do I don't think. think so? No, I think I th- we were still overwhelmed. I think mm-hmm. both of us were just like that was a lot to digest in a short period of time, but at the same time, like overall, a very positive, very, very, very positive experience. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So we're looking forward to the next one. I know that this particular company or organization group, this particular group, LLC. I don't think think it is. It's not. Anyway, this particular group is doing a, uh, another hotel takeover on new year's Eve, but, we just don't have the time for that. So we'll be maybe participating in something else, but we're really looking forward to doing another thing like this, which will be really fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll continue to do our little meet and greets and whatnot. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, this upcoming week, we're going to have some fun plans and hopefully some more stories to share in the future. Yeah. Well, we've got a hot date this weekend. Yeah. A little SLS hot date. Yo. Hot date. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Sorry, my voice is a little bit raspy um, coming off of that weekend, but we really wanted to record so that we it was still fresh in our brains and um, we didn't forget anything. So. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us on wherever you get your podcasts and we would love to hear from you. So send us an email if you'd like at suburbanswingerspodcast at gmail.com. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time. See ya.